Thank you so much for joining us for today's webinar. It's titled Fluke 831 Best Practices from Maintenance Teams. And as I mentioned, our speakers today are John and Jonathan. Before I introduce them, I will just cover a couple of housekeeping topics. So today's webinar is being recorded. We will share a link with you after the event and you'll be able to find it on the Fluke Reliability YouTube channel if you'd like to revisit the content or share it with somebody else. Um, as always, we do invite your comments and questions. There's a little Q&A box on your screen. If you think of a question for the speakers at any point during the presentation, please just pop it in there um, and we'll have a portion of, of the webinar at the end for, for Q&A. As I mentioned, today's presenters are John and Jonathan. Jonathan Goff is Fluke Reliability Product Manager and Product Owner of the Proof Technic Touch Alignment Platform. He's based in Ischmaling, Germany, has 25 years of experience at Proof Technic, at including roles as Head of Product Management, International Sales Manager and General Manager for Southeast Asia Territory. Uh, John Burnett is a mechanical application and product specialist within Fluke Reliability. He works with customers from all different industries to successfully implement their reliability programs. Um, he's got over 30 years of experience in the maintenance and operation commercial machinery of, of commercial machinery um, and as a nuclear power plant electrician, electrician in the US Navy. He holds a category two vibration analyst certification and is a certified maintenance reliability professional. Thank you both so much for taking the time to present today. With that, I will hand over to you to start today's talk. Okay, thank you, Georgia. Um, so let's go to the next slide. And on the next slide, we're going to um, talk about the agenda. So I'm going to start off by talking about um, reliability and maintenance improvement practices uh, as, as a whole. So we're going to start at the top and talk about how uh, alignment uh, kind of fits into the rest of the uh, reliability world. And so we'll talk a little bit about maintenance workflow um, and and uh, how those tools will do. Then we're going to talk, uh, then we're going to turn it over to uh, uh, Jonathan. And Jonathan is going to talk about uh, alignment principles, why alignment, uh, symptoms, uh, methods, and that kind of stuff. And then talk a bit about um, value and benefits of shaft and belt alignment, why we need to align our machines, and a bit about the technology and how it works. Then uh, we'll roll back over to me and I'll cover how easy it is to use a, a laser shaft alignment tool, and then we'll wrap it up with questions and answers. All right, next. So everybody is on their journey to improved, um, you know, reliability, improved maintenance. And uh, over the years, I've uh, I've worked with many, many customers. That uh, you know, uh, when I was uh, in the Navy, I watched the Navy go from uh, from run to failure maintenance to calendar-based maintenance to predictive or trending maintenance. Um, next, and so. Um, what we want to do is we want to kind of figure out where you're at in this journey and, and where you're going. Next. Okay. And where you want to be in the future. All right. Next. So 
working with customers in all industries all over the world, we found that really there there are um, everybody has a, a unique situation and a unique applications and uh, different ways of doing things. But really, it boils down to everybody has the same challenges and the same problems. Everybody is trying to improve their their maintenance, but um, how do you improve your reliability when you're already 100% busy? You don't have time to go out and take measurements. But how can we make measure, uh, you know, good decisions if we don't have all the data? And and how do we monitor all of our machines with limited resources? Um, so a lot of people feel that hey, you know, over the past 30 years, the the tools um, must be good enough, and we should be able to just you know, throw technology and that should be the solution. Unfortunately, what we found is that even though we have the best tools and the best technology, which makes your job easier, it really still boils down to time and resources. And there's no way that technology, as much as it can help us, it's not going to give us more time. So we still have to find ways to overcome these, these problems. Next, please. So let's talk about how how do we do this? Well, if you think about this criticality dilemma, you know, having enough resources, um, but um, you know, turning turning off um, um, the um, um, John, we've just lost your um, audio. I apologize. Uh, off and then we'll yep, be able I, to I, I'm sorry. That's yep. okay. Thank you. I, I, I turned I turned off my video when I should have turned off my audio. So uh operator error. Sorry about that. So we were talking about how do you do all your machines with not enough time, not enough resources. Well the medical industry has that same issue, you know, you don't you have way too many patients and not enough specialists. So they have two choices. One is you only do a certain number of people and that's not acceptable, or you try to double up or triple up on your healthcare and that's just too expensive and there's no way you can do that. So how does the medical industry or healthcare industry do that? Well, they use a tiered approach where they would have you first see a nurse or a healthcare provider. Um, if, if you have an issue, then they would forward you on to the doctor and the general practice doctor is gonna be able to find 90% of the problems most of the time. And if not, then send you up to a specialist. So let's go next. So why don't we do the same thing with our machines? Why don't we, um, screen out our machines because 80% of machines are healthy. We don't want to analyze healthy machines. And if 90% of our problems are basic problems, just like the general practice doctor can find, you know, colds and flus and broken bones, um, why do we need to bring in an expert um, if, if uh, we can find that? So the idea here is to use kind of a tiered approach and try to knock out as many machines as you can with the least amount of time and resources needed. Next, please. So then that brings us into one more thing. So if we think about um, a tiered approach using 
simplified and automated tools to be able to give technicians the ability to do things that often experts were needed in the past. Well, we also want to think about kind of a workflow. And so here we see a workflow of we want to screen out our issues because, again, we don't want to analyze healthy machines. So from mechanical or, or a uh, rotating machine kind of an aspect, um, you know, most faults with rotating machines are pretty common, imbalance, misalignment, bearings, and looseness. So let's find out if a machine is healthy or not. Once we find out if it's healthy or not, then we want to diagnose the most common fault. So you can see the screening tool is going to give you a green, yellow, orange, red. Is it good or is it bad? Then the diagnostic tool is going to tell you what the fault is and how bad the fault is. In this case, it's a moderate or serious misalignment, and the recommendation is that you align the machine. Then we would correct the fault. So by using, um, you know, um, easy to use step-by-step -step processes in laser shaft alignment and belt alignment, that's what we're gonna be talking about today. We can quickly correct those problems. And then the final step is, let's do a quick check and make sure that we corrected the problem. Um, and then we return the machine to service. Okay, next. So that kind of walks us through that workflow using some of today's easy tools. When we're talking to customers, we ask them what kind of problems are you having? And almost everybody says um, bearings and seals, bearings and seals. Well, what we found out over the years is that it's not really the bearings and the seals. It's really misalignment and imbalance. You know, that's really the root causes because 50% of rotating machine damage is directly related to misalignment. Most customers just replace the bearings and seals and they ignore the misalignment because it's too tough or it takes too much time. Well, we're going to show you today that it isn't too tough. It is very easy. So use your vibration tool to quickly tell you all of your faults. Don't just look for bad bearings. So if you see bad bearings and misalignment, we need to correct the misalignment or you're just going to keep replacing the bearings. Next. So here you can see that it's kind of a two-step process. Find the problems, fix the problems. Next, because when I was in the Navy, we ran into the same issue. I, we would replace the bearings in the motors, the mechanics replace the bearings in the pumps. We'd slap them back together. And a few months later, the bearings are bad again. So we need to fix the root cause, and that's what laser shaft alignment and laser belt alignment is all about, is fixing those root causes. Next. So if we have these easy tools and alignment is so much easier, why are we still having issues? Well, that's because time is still an issue. We can't replace time. The good news is with simplified tools that are much faster, much easier to use, we have a lot more time available. And so we're gonna be able to, uh, to, uh, to, to, to do things. Um, also, you know, uh, changing workforce, which means that we no longer have some of the skilled um, people that, would, that did the alignment. So we need to find easier, 
more standardized tools so that we can have technicians be able to do alignment and not just alignment experts. Okay, next slide. So how do we succeed when you're asked to be doing more and you have less time? Next. And the, the solution to this is our new laser shaft alignment tools um, provide something that we term as adaptive alignment. And what that means is um, adapting to the asset, adapting to the situation, and adapting to the team. Basically, enabling our technicians that know the machines and work on the machines to be able quickly to um, adapt to the, the different conditions and not have to be an alignment expert, but still be able to quickly align a machine because all of us have to keep a plant up and running. And so we need to quickly align a machine, get it up and running and get it back into service again. All right, next slide, please. Okay, let me turn it over to Jonathan and he will get into the next section. Great, thanks a lot, John. So to continue, but maybe a little bit to step back to go to principles, what are we trying to do is we're, we're trying to, to measure and then align so that the rotational axis of the shafts are collinear. So a lot of people say coupling alignment, and it's the coupling that connects the two shafts, but we're not aligning the coupling, we're actually aligning the, the shafts because we want to have them collinear. Why? Because it's the shafts that are connected to the bearings and have on a pump the seal that um, creates the problem, as John mentioned earlier, if they're not precisely and correctly aligned in operation. So that's the objective. Um, we have four alignment parameters but in fact really it's two we're measuring the angularity which some people would call gap and we're measuring the offset as some people call parallel uh, alignment um, but we're measuring those two parameters uh, vertically which is looking side onto the machine because you would make vertical corrections for example with with shims on on the motor here on on the right in this example or in the middle of the graphic, but it's the right-hand side is the motor and the pumps on the left. But then we're measuring it not only vertically, as it's called, which is side onto the machine, where we make the vertical corrections, if it's misaligned, but we're also looking from a plan view, and therefore we're looking horizontally, laterally on that machine application. Um, and if there's misalignment, both the angularity or the offset, then we laterally adjust the machine by sliding and, and moving the machine horizontally to correct the misalignment um, in a horizontal axis as well. So four alignment parameters is what we're talking about, is what we'd call results. But as I already mentioned, if you have a misaligned machine, typically the technician would want to know the correction of the motor at the feet to, to realign the machine. And that's what the, the tool we're going to show you um, actually gives the, uh, the technician. That's the theory. Um, why are we talking about alignment or misalignment? I'm not going to read the whole list here, but as John sort of mentioned, um, you know, if a machine is misaligned, it's going to vibrate, and it's it's this radial axial vibration that that creates the the consequences, um, the symptoms, not the causes. So that the cause is misalignment. The symptoms is high temperatures, which impact 
um, as may, maybe, may, may, maybe many of you know, high temperatures at bearings will, will, will impact the lubrication and, and, and the lubrication may not be able to um, separate the rolling element bearings on, on a typical um, anti-friction bearing example. You'll also get loads on the mechanical seals, the, the, the pump will leak. Um, maybe the, the foundations are loose with all the forces and the movement of the machine due to the misalignment. You, you may have worn coupling, typically with this uh, elastomer-type flexible, inverted commas, flexible coupling. Um, if that coupling is flexing and moving to accommodate the misalignment, then the material, the plastic or the rubber is, is stretching, is, 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 is under forces and typically um, will, will damage and break. And, and you'll see a lot of material on, on around the guard of the coupling um, caused by the misalignment. Um, this high load and forces on the misalignment, uh, as I say, impacts the bearings. You get bearing damage, uh, you get seal damage. Ultimately, you get a coupling failure. Maybe even the, the extreme is a, is a shaft breaking on the application, which is the, the, <laughs> the worst result, sorry to say. Um, and on a gear coupling, you may see a lot of uh, excess grease around the inside of the coupling guard due to the forces that, that remove the grease from the, uh, the the gear coupling as an example. So those are just some examples of, of, as I say, the symptom because of the misalignment of the machine. But we want to talk about, first of all, how do you measure the misalignment? Well, traditionally and still today in some situations, um, People are using on, on, let's say, standard machines sometimes, unfortunately, they're using a ruler and feeler gauge or a straight, straight edge and feeler gauge. And as you can see, the resolution is very low. It's a, hundredth of, it's a tenth of a millimeter. Or customers also, and a lot of people traditionally use dial gauges to, to measure the alignment and correct the misalignment, which is a hundredth of a millimeter resolution. And the laser alignment systems that um, typically are one micron or a thousandth of a millimeter. So if we just quickly look at the three, um, rule and feeler gauge is very quick, that's an advantage, but the resolution um, is low. It's not easy to see, especially angular misalignment uh, and, and, and parallel um, separately, and you can't measure it, you can't record it. You, you don't get the values of the corrections. There's no documentation. Um, and for precision alignment, as we would call it, it it's not accurate enough um, to to get the um, the life cycle of the machine that we're wanting um, with precision alignment. So the next is dial gauge, which traditionally was the procedure, and and the dial gauge is what people used. Um, but it's a mechanical system. You 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 have this mass from a fixed point. You you have a bending moment that's called bar sag, so you get errors in your measurements. You have it's a mechanical system, so you have mechanical um, linkages and, and potential mechanical um, movement, and therefore errors. You have to read the dial gauge as a user. You have to read and invert uh, for 180 degrees the values and the sign may be inverted, and therefore it can lead to errors in first of all calculation and, and corrections. And as John mentioned at the very beginning, um, the user and the qualifications uh, are more more difficult or more, let's say, um, not so uh, readily available. So the experience has to be relatively high. And unfortunately, in a lot of companies, the, those people are either retiring or, or there are not enough of them to do the alignments that we would like to um, achieve on rotating machinery. So 
what we're going to talk about is laser alignment methods. As I mentioned, it's a micron, so it's a very accurate measurement system. The laser uh, is the one that makes the connection between the fixed machine and the, the, the movable or the, the machine to be adjusted. Um, so there's no mechanical um, linkages and errors and therefore no bar sag. Um, human error, uh, the human doesn't take the measure and do the calculations, that's done by the, the system. It's a very accurate system. We graphically show the results and the corrections. We, we allow the user to see a live adjustment in the vertical and horizontal directions as the corrections are made. And finally, and maybe more importantly for some customers, is a protocol and documenting the results uh, typically as, 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 as found and as left. So you get the full history of the misaligned and then hopefully the, uh, the realigned machine in the protocol that's documented um, for, for the company. So those are the methods. Um, if we look and explain the opposite of the symptoms, um, we're wanting obviously to have an alignment of, of the machines as, as precise or as accurately as possible because we want to reduce this impact and consequence on the, the, the misaligned machine, which is the bearing problems, the coupling where the machine is generally vibrating, uh, which uh, improves the, the machine life and the running and the performance of the machine. So the benefits, um, as John mentioned already, is we, we want to we want to remove 50% of the damage of the rotating machinery, typically, which is related to misalignment. And it shows on the right, it's not just one cause of misalignment. It can impact the coupling, the seal, the bearing, uh, and generally the mechanical vibration can damage the machine. Um, so we're going to lower the bearing mechanical seals and, and overhauls. Um, and not mentioned so far, but importantly, if you're having increased uh, loads on the misaligned machine, you get more friction. Friction creates heat, and heat means the the, the driving machine is not dry, can, uh, transferring all the power to the driven machine, and therefore the machine gets hot. So the benefit of precision alignment is you you will have a decrease in power consumption because the there obviously isn't the friction that allows the driving machine to drive the driven. We get, as a consequence, obviously, a, a better runtime life cycle of the bearing and the machine itself, um, obviously lower temperatures, and then ultimately uh, lower costs of all the spare parts and the storage um, uh, on the bearings and the couplings because they last longer. So if I go to the next, um, as John mentioned, we have a coupling uh, applications for shaft alignment. We also have belt applications, which is also shaft alignment. Uh, we have two two tools or two different types of tools, one for laser shaft alignment and one for belt alignment. Um, and what we're what we from our experiences and, and with uh, customers, we know that if you if you have a precision alignment program, you can get up to 65% reduction in me uh, mechanical uh, seal repairs you'll get an extension of up to 50% of the bearing life, uh, typically, and this energy consumption, you can lower the, the, the energy consumption by up to 10% by precisely aligning. And we're not talking all about, as John mentioned also, the, 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 the supercritical um, expensive machinery in the plant. What we're wanting to have with these tools, the alignment tools, is we want to align um, 
the majority of all the rotating machines in your facility. So, as we can see here from another um, pyramid, but it's no longer the, the, the nurse and the doctor, what, what we can see is we have a very, very many um, uh, rotating machinery that, that can be precisely aligned and should be precisely aligned with a laser alignment uh, tool because then you you are not aligning only you know the, the the very critical machines but there are far more standard machine applications the motor fans pumps um, and if they all are aligned you'll get the the, the energy consumption the, the waste uh, reduced across the whole facility not only on the critical machine so we want to align all the machines on the plant with a, a precise uh, laser alignment tool. Um, the product we're talking about is this Fluke 831. That's that's you know what we would call a standard uh, laser shaft alignment tool for the standard machines, the standard applications, which are the most uh, common and the most um, uh, plentiful around the, the site. But there are, as we know, obviously. Um, Turbo machinery on facility in, in, in applications in facilities. They're more complex, these applications. Um, why? Because they have more dynamic loads. They, they, they run at uh, high speeds, obviously, with the gearbox. Um, and therefore, they may have more, more high, high end requirements for, for, for the alignment. And therefore, um, Typically, it's not the standard technician in in house who's doing the the alignment on these um, complex critical machines. Um, it's more either a contractor service contract or it, it's a specialized um, type of alignment. And for these more complex applications, we have in fact additional uh, advanced tools. One we call Optaline, and the other one we call Rotaline. So we do cover the whole full spectrum of the machines, the assets, and the criticality. Um, but we're concentrating on this information, on this uh, webinar, on the standard uh, motor fan pumps, compressors, um, which is the most high volume and brings the, the biggest uh, benefit on the, uh, the cost savings and, and the, uh, the energy uh, reduction. Right, so the next information I mentioned already, but just to show, we have a belt alignment and a laser shaft alignment um, tool. As you can see, we typically have the motor, as I mentioned already, on the right. When we have the, the, the stationary machine, as we call it, uh, in this example, it's, it's a pump on the left. They have different uh, ways they, they function. The, the belt alignment is a visible uh, tool with a, a, a green laser line that you see the, the misalignment and you correct it, first of all, the vertical misalignment at the back of the motor, the axial. Uh, is the second step to, to eliminate the parallel misalignment on the belt machine and then the third step is is the horizontal adjustment to, to remove the horizontal um, angular misalignment and the laser alignment we're going to show in more details the laser shaft tool so I won't explain that at this moment but it follows a, again a, a procedure and a step that we go through um, to, to measure the misalignment and then correct uh, the misalignment of the uh, the motor which we call the, the the movable machine and then obviously you need the tools to adjust the motor laterally and and parallel so as I mentioned at the beginning um, vertically is normally shims precision shims and laterally is with horizontal adjusters typically 
So just to go in a bit more detail, uh, as I mentioned, um, we have a procedure and step, and what John will run through shortly, we, we put in the, typically with all our products, we put in the dimensions first of the machine and, and where the, the, the measurement system mounted with brackets. Then we measure the, the, the rotational axis of, of the two shafts that's connected by the coupling. Um, and then we, we get the calculated results of the coupling. But more importantly, if it's misaligned for the technician, is we tell them that the adjustment positions on the motor vertically with shims and horizontally laterally, what are the corrections and the adjustments you need to make to bring the, the misaligned machine in, in aligned um, uh, condition uh, to create this coaxial shaft that we talked about in the very beginning. And what we'd say is it's a simple step, it's a simple procedure, it's, it's a very uh, comfortable workflow. Um, that is standardized and, and therefore um, it, it's, uh, it doesn't create any difficulties in following the workflow. So just to finish off, before I come back over to John, in terms of laser, the alignment technology behind the, the measurement systems, uh, we use a single laser measurement technology. Uh, we mount the, the, the laser head or the transducer on the left, which holds the laser and the detector. We have what we call a reflector uh, roof prism on the right, um, and because we're we're measuring twice the physical distance separation between the uh, the laser and detector, we have a very accurate uh, measurement system with the single laser single detector principle. Um, and because we use a, it's called here autocollimated laser, but it's at, we call it unibeam. Uh, we 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 have a very limited impact on what uh, on the application can create errors in, the, in a measurement principle, which is this backlash between the two shafts or, or torsional flexibility. Uh, with this single laser reflected beam technology, it, it has uh, less susceptibility to errors due to this uh, mechanical phenomena. So how does it work? Well, we have a laser point that goes on the single detector um, and we're measuring, in fact, in the X and the Y axis as we do a rotation. We're measuring both the angular and the parallel um, together in the in separated by x and y uh, coordinates and we're measuring minimum three points minimum 90 degrees but typically um, because we're measuring the the shape and the form of of, of the ellipse um, if it's not just parallel misalignment we want to measure more than three points and, and more than 90 degrees so typically we would measure uh, five points over 180 degrees to get the best uh, data, uh, uh, which is then calculating the results uh, in the system. And that was it, John. It's over to you, I think. Anyone there still? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I had to had to unmute my phone. So uh, um, thank thank you, uh, Jonathan. So so. Um, Let's go next, uh, Jonathan. And on the next few slides, I'm going to quickly walk you through the, the process. Um, and uh, I'm not going to read everything. We're not going to go in great detail. But I just want to give you uh, a brief idea of how easy these steps are using um, an easy to use uh, tool like this. For, so the first step would be um, you, would, you would mount the brackets um, on, uh, on the shafts on both sides of the coupling. So, sorry, next slide. And 
here we see uh, over on the right a typical setup where the stationary machine, either the pump or the fan or whatever the machine that's hooked up to piping or, or can't be moved is the stationary machine. The machine on the right is your motor. And the motor is the is where we do our adjustments, where we do our corrections, because the motor can be moved. So we call that the movable. Next. And so you can see the picture of a representation of this machine um, on your um, on, on the screen of your uh, ruggedized tablet and you can see that if if the if the layout doesn't match it you can switch the layout of the machine left to right right to left next slide and so typically we would mount the sensor on the left machine which is typically the stationary next and then we would then uh, mount the prism or the reflector on the right and this is a uh, typical machine layout that we would uh, be ready to go take our, our measurements. All right, next. So our first real step is what we call dimensions. And in the dimensions, go ahead and uh, hit next a couple times and let's go ahead and bring the, bring the text up. So in this first step, what you're gonna do is you're gonna you're gonna follow the steps of of the software and the software firmware, and it's gonna walk you through step by step and ask you to take measurements. Um, and you can see uh, over on the left that when the blue box is filled in, it's gonna ask for that dimension. You just take a, a tape measure and you just measure the dimensions of the of the uh, you know between the coupling, the laser to the sensor. Uh, the the uh, uh, and to the motor feet and uh, that way after we take our measurements it will take the misalignment at the coupling center and tell you how much to move your feet but the first step is we need to know those measurements so that we're going to be able to make those calculations so now that we've entered all those calculations then an icon would show up in the lower right with an M for measure we would click on that and we would automatically go to the measure screen. All right, next. So when we get to the measure, the first quick thing we're gonna wanna do is we're gonna adjust the laser. And so basically what you're gonna do is um, with the reflector dust cap still on, you're gonna turn on the laser and it's gonna send a, a beam across and the laser beam is gonna hit the reflector on the other side and notice there's a crosshair. So basically what you're gonna do is you're gonna kind of you know, think of it like, like a, a gross adjustment. You're gonna quickly align your beam and you're gonna get this thing all ready to take our measurements. Hit next. And so then you would adjust your uh, reflector. Um, so uh, you, would, you, would remove, you would remove the, the reflector dust cap. You would move the reflector up and down and now the reflector, the laser beam is going to come out of the laser. It's going to go to the reflector. It's going to bounce back. And we're going to see it inside the, uh, the sensor. And we're ready to take our measurements. OK, next. So now we're going to take our measurements. Our laser beam has been centered. We're ready to rotate the shafts. And what we would do is we would, as we rotate the shaft, it's going to show the position of the laser sensor on the shaft, as you can see on that image on the on the uh, left. And when we're ready to do that, we're going to hit the lower right button and take our first measurement. Hit next. And so on the next, you can see that after we take our measurement, um, you can see that the 
uh, sector is gonna turn red, as you see over on the right, and that tells us that we've successfully taken our first measurement. Next, please. So basically, that's the routine we're gonna do. We're gonna take a measurement, we're gonna rotate it to another sector, we're gonna take another measurement, we're gonna rotate it to another sector, we're gonna take another measurement, a minimum of three, but sometimes we may wanna get five. And you can see, here's some tips. Turn the machine shaft in the same direction, move it only in one direction, and do not use the brackets use uh, manually turn the shaft because if you grab the laser bracket you've just knocked the thing out of alignment you just you've just you know the laser beam is now out of whack so just follow these simple steps and it's a very straightforward process after you take your last measurement then um, you'll notice in the lower right of the screen you see the results button and by pressing the results now we're going to go to our third and final step and go ahead and hit next. So here we can see three different screens for results. We have a 3D view up in the upper left. We have a vertical view and a horizontal view, next. And you'll notice that in all three of these that we see the boxes underneath the motor feet and you can see that there's arrows and the color of the arrow gives us an idea of how of of what to do if the arrow is blue like you see in the lower right with the smiley face this machine is aligned and uh it's it's excellent and don't you don't need to do anything but the one over on the left with the frowny face notice the arrows are red that means it's a poor condition and we need to align it so this is basically the process use the arrows use the numbers and go through your alignment process all right, next, please. So we make our vertical correction first. So when you look at this, you'll notice uh, um, that um, on the screen, it's gonna give us some, some, some numbers. So you see where the frowny face is, that's the misalignment numbers at the coupling center. But you notice that box that with the red box down at the bottom, that's the numbers we're going to use to align the machine. So that's going to tell us uh, the arrows, if it's red, then action is needed. And so it's going to tell us how many shims to put under each feet. And we, we put the number that's in the blue box under the feet, the two feet on the inside, the green box, we put it on the two feet on the outside. And after we put the shims in there, um, um, you know, don't tighten up the, the motor locking bolts yet because we still need to do the horizontal. So loosen the bolts, put the shims in, leave the bolts loose because we're gonna go to the horizontal. When we're ready to do the horizontal, we click on that button on the lower right, which is the live move. So let's go to live move next. And after we've done the vertical move, now we're gonna do the horizontal move. When we go to the horizontal move, a screen's gonna pop up and it's gonna say, we, we want you to move the laser beam, uh, the laser sensor into a 45. So we'll hit next screen. And once we get it into a 45, then the screen will update and go to a live mode. So in this live 
mode, we're going to move it horizontally, hit next, and, and watch the smiley face. At first, the face is going to be frowny. And as you move it with the directions, uh, notice we're going to have blue arrows and green arrows and red arrows. But now instead of the arrows telling you how many shims to put in, now it's side to side movement. We're looking from the top and we're looking at the horizontal move. So we first did the vertical move, which is putting shims in, then the horizontal move by moving the machine left or right. And then once we get a smiley face, we're in excellent tolerances. If it's okay, we're still good. Next. And keep in mind, like the picture showed us earlier, we're gonna put in precision shims for vertical correction. We're gonna move the machine left to right using um, jacking bolts. Do not use a heavy sledgehammer. That's not the way we align machines. This is precision alignment. This isn't rough alignment. This isn't using hammers to move the machine. So we wanna, we wanna use precision shims and we wanna use jacking bolts because we don't wanna damage our machine. When we're finally done and our alignment looks good, then we're gonna tap the measure button in the lower right and do a quick remeasure because we wanna confirm that we've we've done everything right and it's all done and everything is, is happy and we can lock this thing all up. If, uh, go ahead for the next. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if we don't get a good remeasure, then that could be an indication that we have a soft foot or some type of a foundation problem. And then we're probably gonna wanna go and do a, a soft foot check. All right, after you're all done, your machine is all aligned and everything's happy, you've locked your bolts down, you've done your remeasure, everything's done. The last thing we're gonna wanna do is we're gonna do a report. And like Jonathan said earlier, we're gonna, we wanna run a report that shows you the as found condition and the as left. So as you can see, the one over on the right, you can see the as found is in red and we have a frowny face. And then over on the, the lower uh, uh, right, you can see that we're okay. And so when we started, we were in bad shape, but when we got done, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're all good. So this documents our work, hit the next. And the final thing you're gonna do is you're gonna be able to send this information off to um, experts, um, or you can uh, document this and save this in your CMMS system. Okay, next slide. Okay, final thing we wanna talk about is just kind of wrap things up and then we'll get into questions. So what we've talked about is an easy to use alignment tool for standard machines to be able to do hundreds of machines, not just the few most critical complex machines. It's ruggedized uh, tablet, which you can take out in the field, easy graphical user interface, single laser technology, which is uh, gonna give us um, 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 much better uh, accuracy. And then the compact chain brackets are very quick and rugged and very accurate. Next, I think there's one more section here. Um, so remember to be able to make this easy to use for a technician to do on a majority of standard machines, 
we want to have a tool that's going to allow us to adapt to the asset, adapt to the situation, and adapt to the team, which means that we can use technicians to do hundreds of standard machines. Okay, I think that's the end. So um, I believe, uh, Jonathan, if you want to come back on and let's see if we have any questions. Great. Awesome, we definitely do have some questions. Um, John, Jonathan, thank you so much for taking the time to do that presentation. Um, I just also wanna let everyone know that today's webinar was recorded um, and a link will be sent out to you guys so that you can access it after. Um, we do have a few questions that have been submitted. If you haven't submitted your question yet, pop it in the chat box now and we'll do our best um, to get to it in, the, in these last few minutes. Um, and a couple of people have asked if the deck will be shared. It will be shared. It will be shared in the uh, follow-up email. Cool. So first question, um, what training is required before being able to use a laser alignment tool? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, as John presented and showed, the actual tool is very self-explanatory and the workflow is very straightforward. Um, and the product that we offer doesn't you know it's only very basic introductory training you would need but the problem of aligning machine is, is not how to use the tool it's how to correct the misalignment and John was mentioning a little bit for example softwood and therefore the the, the 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 training how to align a machine is a mechanical training how to do adjustments and corrections to bring the misaligned machine in 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 aligned condition as John mentioned, with the right tools like precision shims and, and adjusting, uh, not um, what do you say, not 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 hammered. What do you call them? Sledgehammer. So so that's the time is to make sure you have technicians who are, who are aligning in correcting um, machines on on plant and and maybe they're we have certain phenomena we call it. You can be bolt bound, you can be base bound, you can have pipe strain. So the mechanical problems of a machine. Um, is what we measure, but but the technician has to be trained how to do the corrective actions on their physical machines in their asset in their facility. In fact, that, that's 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 not the problem of the tool, which is very easy to use and very straightforward. It's more the 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 time to um, to train people how to move mechanical machinery. Awesome. We've had another question come in that says. Can you please discuss how one can integrate or scale up laser alignment in bigger vertical turbo machinery, e.g. hydro generators or turbines? Uh, well, <laughs> we didn't mention it, but the, this, this, this Fluke 831 has a vertical uh, machine application. Um, but I think the question doesn't relate to inverted comma standard vertical machine which is either having a flexible coupling or maybe a, a carden shaft uh, which is typical in a in a in a um in a ship application for thrusters and whatever but but i think the question relates to to hydro turbines which actually is very specialized and don't have flexible couplings they have very uh, they have rigid couplings and therefore, the measurement and the procedures for for hydro turbine is is a completely different end of the spectrum where 
where we we wouldn't use a, a laser alignment tool um, like the Flugate 31 to, to measure and to correct hydro um, turbines. Um, we we use a completely different philosophy and, and system, um, which which is called hydropower, um, which doesn't use a laser technology at all. So so this this tool is not suitable for very large hydro turbines um, because of the type of shafts, type of couplings. Um, and the corrections are not made on 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 you know the motor or, or the, the the hydro. They're made on the thrust bearings at the top of the whole application, and typically they can be you know three to five meters in diameter. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Um, another one is how long does it typically take to realign a standard machine with a laser shaft alignment tool? Yeah, that's a good one. I mean it. It connects to what I said earlier, in fact, about how, you know, what type, what's the training required to, to, to perform alignment? Well, the training is very quick. How long does it take to realign a machine? You know, as John explained, the procedure is, is minutes. Yeah, the, 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 the measurement procedure is very quick. Um, and therefore, the correction is dependent, as I mentioned earlier, on the, on the problem of the machine itself. If you have good shims and correction adjustment points, you can typically align machine in measure misalignment and correct an alignment in, in maybe even 30 minutes. But if you're having problems on the machine, which is mechanical machine related, nothing to do with the laser alignment tool, um, it can take longer. And in some situations, what, what tends to happen, you have the misaligned position, you're not able, because for example, you're bolt bound, you, you may have to leave that machine for a short period of time to, to start running the plant again, but you know the problem of the machine, you, you can then prepare and correct if you have, I don't know, pipe strain or, or bolt bound situations, and then you, you'll go back to that machine with the report and you know what you need to correct, which takes longer um, because the laser alignment tool is very quick and very accurate and precise, but the correction of a machine is dependent on the fault, which is not misalignment related, it, it's, it's due to the, the constraints of of the, the 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 machine feet or the pipe strain that that's holding and pushing the pump that may um have a mechanical problem or maybe you're bolt bound a uh, base bound so you can't drop the motor there's no there's no shims under the motor and you have to go down then you have to do a mechanical um, correction which is not just shimming or adjusting um, which is as i say typically minutes and therefore a laser alignment system is very quick uh, but only if the mechanical machine allows that movement um, to correct misalignment. So that's a bit of a how long is a piece of string is is the corrective task because it depends on the 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 reason for the misalignment. Awesome. Um, and then got one here that says how is backlash compensated for in alignments? Well, that's a good question. How do you compensate for backlash? Well, typically, ideally, you want to you want to remove it. So, so if you're having a coupling that's got backlash, you would, as John mentioned, you're rotating one direction to take the measurement. But but typically, what you would do is you you remove the backlash out of the coupling, and then you hold that coupling uh, while you're rotating the machine rotational direction. Try to to try to to avoid that the backlash uh, starts 
occurring during the the rotation for example from nine o'clock to um to three o'clock you want ideally to 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 try to compensate and and minimize the backlash that that could possibly um impact the the movement of the relative positions of the two shafts but the good news is with the uh, the measurement principle because it's a collinear beam we we don't have really an offset distance between the outgoing laser and the returning um, set laser into the sensor unit and it, it it's the it it's the height of the two uh, it's the height of the laser beam going in and going out that creates the error in the measurement um, value that gives the um, the impact on backlash so the measurement principle limits the the impact but as a user, typically you want to to try to avoid the, the this relative movement between the two shafts by uh, rotating first of all against the machine direction, and then locking that coupling with your hands physically, and then rotating in the opposite direction while you're holding the two halves of the coupling to try to limit the impact. Or what some people do, they run some insulation tape around the two coupling halves. That, that don't stop the measurement of the misalignment, but stop that relative movement of the two shafts during the rotation um, to, to limit the backlash impact. Awesome, that's a good question. <laughs> We've got time for just one more. Um, which should be the order of realigning a misaligned machine, vertically or horizontally first? Yeah, yeah, well, John, John mentioned in his slides sort of giving it away that that we typically want to do the vertical correction first because that's the one that that physically you have to lift the motor to put the shims underneath it so you may need a jacking adjuster as well, or maybe even an overhead crane or, or some some way of lifting the motor if it's quite large um, and then typically after you've vertically shimmed a motor when you move it laterally it, it doesn't change its vertical position so you, you're doing it as, as shown you're doing in two steps and you typically want to remove the vertical misalignment um, which takes probably more time because you're lifting the motor putting the shims under putting the motor back down again and then you adjust uh, laterally horizontally um, and, and typically don't impact the vertical correction when you do the second step to adjust it horizontally um, and then as John mentioned you rebolt the motor do one final check to make sure that the rotational shaft axis um, is collinear as mentioned um, and therefore the alignment task has been completed and you document and uh, create the protocol yeah awesome i think we actually have time for just one more um what if i have a more complex machine what do i do then oh yeah well i broached on that and as John mentioned, the most of the standard machines we want to catch with this, you know, laser alignment tool we call the Fluke 831. But on the more complex, more 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 difficult machinery where it's more complex, the procedures to align it. That's when we have a fluke reliability. We have uh, a more a product. Well, we have two products for more complex machinery. The the, the sort of this turbo machine I mentioned earlier. We have the Optoline touch product line and we have the, the Rotoline touch. And so they're the, they're the additional tools we offer on, on the, say, the more complex machine applications, which is not typically for the standard um, 
uh, maintenance technicians uh, because those type of machinery are typically um, either contracted uh, or, or they, you, you're using sometimes service contractors that it's not typically done by the in-house technician because the complexity of the machine and the requirements that the Optiline and Rotaline are able to help those, um, let's say, service engineers or, or, or more qualified um, technicians uh, that, that, that offer more complex machinery. Yeah? Fabulous. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much both for sharing your insight and expertise today. Um, you've got some really nice um, compliments in the comment box as well. Uh, do you have anything that you want to, any sort of comments that you want to make in closing before we close this off? I think I think I'm all good. Um, I, I think uh, yeah. if you if anybody has any more questions, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. But uh, uh, thank you very much for your time and have a great rest of the day. Jonathan, anything? Awesome. All good. Thank you okay. so much for everyone who. Um, Thanks to everyone who joined us today. There will be a brief survey that's literally six questions long um, that will be shown at the end of this. We'd really appreciate it if you could fill it out. Um, it just really helps us to improve these webinars and make sure they get bigger and better each time. Um, if you do have any additional questions or if you'd like to connect directly with our team, you can reach out um, to us via our website or LinkedIn and make sure you go and follow um jonathan and john on on linkedin as well and and add them as a connection thank you guys for your time and have a wonderful rest of your day goodbye ciao take care